Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to JoJo's Journey. This is JoJo. Just wanted to say hi and see how you guys are all doing out there. Um, you know, uh, with everything that's going on, um, what we initially thought was going to be a few weeks, months, it looks like it's going to uh, persist a little bit longer. And I'm talking about the quarantine. So, you know, because of that, I think it's safe to say we've been about four months now into this quarantine and guidelines and protocols and um, safety at home kind of um, approach. And it's safe to say that we probably already have stages of quarantine gone through already at this point so there's that initial shock denial um then anger and then at some point i would even speculate some bargaining um and then maybe now we're nearing or have been going through the acceptance stage of this hopefully um so there's a lot of things going on in between all of that as well but one of the things that I, you know, try to see the silver lining in all of this is that it gave us a chance to hit pause. And I directed this at a previous um, podcast before, but even more so time since, you know, that pause button's been hit a little bit longer. And, you know, another things, other things entered my my mind or my, you know, reflective process. And I was thinking, well, this is not only giving me the chance to enjoy, um, you know, uh, healthier air because of the no traffic and no smog, but it's also allowing me more opportunity to be present. You know, that's the thing. I'm looking around and yeah, there's some, there's some bad things to this quarantine in terms of economically and financially. Uh, but there have been options presented to that to us and to those that need it the most when it comes to that. Uh, but also, it kind of gives you more time to be reflective. And in being reflective, you're also kind of deepening the connection between you and other members of the family. And even a deeper connection within yourself because you're becoming more meditative, more reflective and not as on the hustle and bustle of things, if you will. I see more people as families joining together on their walks rather than before. I would see them, you know, one person from that family doing like a power walk before work or after work, where now I'm seeing like groups of them in that same family. And I'm even looking at them like, oh, I didn't know that was your family member. So I, I think it's good in terms of that sense. It's building deeper relationships with individuals of your family. And I think that's a great thing to do. It's crazy because we have things such as technology, you know, technology in our phones, in our computers uh, that allow us to get together uh, virtually, if you will. If you're not able to meet up in person, you can meet up virtually and that's a wonderful thing I think though there is a delicate balance when it comes to technology because the one thing that was created to bring people together 
on the flip side, can bring others apart. Social media, you know, you can get really caught up in social media to the point where it's one of those things you're like checking it every now and then. You never have those things where you check, you know, you open the fridge and then you walk away and you almost feel like you open it again just to see the same things that was there five minutes ago. It's like this habit, but you don't realize that you're doing it. And it makes no sense, but yet you do it because you're just accustomed to it. It's the same way with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. When I find myself checking Instagram more than how many times in a given time limit, I think, okay, this is getting a ridiculous this is getting ridiculous. It almost feels like the fridge equivalent here. So then I am able to kind of be aware of that and just say, okay, I'm just going to put the phone away. Another thing um, about, you know, having everything at your access at your fingertips right then and there is that, you know, you're able to check email, you're able to check um, instant messages, direct messages or whatnot, and make sure not to miss a thing. But on the flip side of that is that you're kind of missing the moment. You're not being present. And, you know, uh, for those of us that spend time with older individuals, um, our parents who are, if they're more advanced age, or our grandparents, we realize they're not so techni technology savvy. So they're not going to be on their phones as much, you know. And... You know, there's something to be said about that generation. They kind of were more about just being there, you know, especially compared to the our generation or even um, younger than us. And, and so, you know, because of that, a lot of missed moments happen that unfortunately, when you think about those missed moments, it's not going to be until later on. And you look back, you're like, oh, man, I spent so much more time doing this, but I don't really remember this. I mean, I remember being there, but I don't remember anything about it, any conversation, any quality that you felt or, you know, anything like that. So, you know, you just want to be mindful of that and just soak up the moment as much as you can. You know, when I used to attend um, when I used to attend, <laughs> sounds like it's a, a class. When I used to go to Disneyland, um, you know, I made it a point to, you know, for certain rides, I had like these certain seats that I needed to sit back in. Uh, one of my favorite rides there is uh, Thunder Mountain. And it's a classic one. Um, there's no, you know, bells and, you know, bells and whistles. Well, there are bells. Is that a bell or is that a steam? Okay. They have... I mean, it's not as glamorous as the other rides is what I'm saying. It's simple. It's just a train going through mountains or a mountain. Then you see like this um, little or this coyote and then you kind of look at it. By the way, have you guys done that trick where you actually look at the coyote as it's spinning, as you're spinning around it? Because once you take your eyes off it, the momentum of that spin for some reason makes the more the ride more intense. If you haven't and when you do, get back to Disneyland, try that. Okay? That's you could just google it. It's Big Thunder um looking at the 
coyote trick or something like that. It'll go about momentum and and anyways, um, the point of this is when I go on my favorite ride, Big Thunder, I usually make it a point to sit in the very back. And the reason I do that is because you feel all the the whips of that ride more. And being in the front, you think it's so cool, but you actually aren't going as fast or it feels like not going as fast as you are as if you were in the back. And trust me, this is tested and tried by me. I've tried in different parts of the train. So finally, I usually ask, "Can I? is it okay if I sit in row 15? And then sometimes for the most part, they'll say, it's going to be a little wait. And I'm like, oh, it's okay, I'll wait. They'll let you do that. Okay, so that's my, my Disneyland plug for today. Um, you could tell I miss it so much. But anyways, when I'm in the back, I'm able to observe all the rows in front of me. Okay, now in doing that, I'm able to see all the different phones that go up and that are videotaping, Snapchatting, Instagram living, all of that. And people are, they just hold that up and they look through their phone, through that experience, and they're recording it at the same time. For the most part, Disney kind of um, tells you not to do that, but, you know, there are people that kind of sneak it on through. But I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking, man, it's really nice to videotape part of it, but all of it from beginning to end, I feel as if you're really missing that moment. I get it. You want to catalog that into your history or or whatnot so that you can look back at it and kind of relive it. But the thing is, when you're looking through the frame of the screen, are you really going through it? (laughs) You're kind of going through it as if you were not there. If you think about it, right? So, you know, just just be mindful as much as you can that, you know, of course you want to Uh, remember the moment and you want to um, be the historian if you will and put it on your memory box of social media but sometimes you know you have to think am I missing the moment and I noticed like some of these people that that videotape it there's a person right next to them a live person sitting right next to them kind of feeling left out and I think man I hope they realize or maybe they're going to spend more time with them later who knows but you, you have to also, again, be mindful of who's with you that you, you know, don't forget about that. When I'm with my mom, you know, um, I try to have my phone away from me, as I mentioned before, because I want to give her that courtesy and that time that she used to give me, you know, undivided time and undivided attention. And so... If I'm able to do that again for my mom or with anyone who means a lot to me, I want to make sure to always use that, you know, and and to be present. Because like I said, you look forward or you look back and you think of all the things that you could have, should have, and would have done better, you know. So that's another thing. Sometimes a challenge to being present is thinking about the past, the should-haves, the could-haves, and the would-haves, and you relive it all over again, that 
story, that action, that interaction that happened, and you are reliving it. And it's almost as if you're going through the same anger, the same hurt. And what does that really do? It doesn't change anything. The only thing you can really change about your past is the perception. You can't change the events. You can't change the people. You can kind of just change a perception about it and just look back and say, well, what did I learn from that, if anything? And then you can move on. But reliving the past just to relive it, it's not worth it. Yes, hindsight is twenty twenty. but if you think about it, if you're always looking in the rearview mirror or if you're always looking at the side mirror, let's say you're driving, I mean, what's going to end up happening? You're going to crash. It's good to kind of reflect a little bit, look back, look back, just to make sure in terms of safety, you know, um, how you can proceed. But if you're constantly looking at that rearview mirror, it can have consequences. And those are the consequences, you know, metaphorically, you crash, right? So be present. The past is the past. That There's a reason why it's called the past, right? So, you know, being present, it's hard because you don't realize that the moments that you're missing are going to be moments that will, be, you know, be detrimental or will, you will look back and you're like, I could have done better with that, or I, you know, I should have just filled this, that time up with this, you know? So technology is a challenge for that. Our, pa- our past is a challenge to being present. Uh, going back to technology, there's a wonderful thing that the Apple iPhone enables now users to do is that it actually um, enumerates the number of times or number of hours you have screen time. And it's great because you think about it, you're like, my goodness, I spent this much time on social media. I spent this much time on on such and such. And when you see numbers behind it, you realize, wow, I'm really dependent on this thing. And that is there to kind of remind us that what we can do better, right? It's always about being better. And for me, uh, one of the things that I want to kind of aim for and be better at is being more present. You know, my personalities, I, I can be chill for the most part, but there are times that I look into the future and I think about things that are possibly going to happen, uh, the worst case scenarios of things that can happen. And I realize that in doing that, I'm pretty anxiety ridden if that happens. You know, it doesn't, thinking about the future, worrying about the future doesn't change it to a better course to what you want. If anything, it just, gives you more anxiety and looking into the future gives you anxiety looking back in the past sometimes can give you regret and worry you know so really there's no other clear choice than to think about the present and to be present at that moment in time this weekend I was able to catch up on um, one of my favorite musicals that I was fortunate enough to see um, 
live a couple of times. Uh, it's Hamilton, and there's a, you know, it's about Alexander Hamilton. And one of the members of the Founding Fathers was also Thomas Jefferson, um, or as I coined, coined his term, or not coined it, but I um, think of, you know, I have a nickname for him, T. Jeff. And he has a um, quote that is relevant to, I think, the topic today. And he says, how much pain they have cost us, the evils which never happened. So this is like talking about the future. You know, you worry about the things that can happen, that can that can go wrong, all the things that go wrong, but it, and then it doesn't even happen. And what did you do? All you did was kind of fill yourself with anxiety um, when, you know, it could have easily been, been avoided if you didn't spend too much time worrying about the future. So how I get around it is, well, as I mentioned in the past, a lot of mindfulness. Um, but in essence, it's about reframing your mindset. You put the phone down, you know, um, when you're with people and you want to actually spend quality time or you limit the times that you check your phone. There are certain things that you can avoid. Um, I myself, you know, when, when I'm out, I, I make sure to check my phone because I have to see if there's anything going on with mom at home or for parents, if they have to worry about their kids at home under, you know, with caregivers. So that's understandable. Uh, I can understand that, but things that you could probably hold off on, maybe checking email, um, checking social media X amount of times, you know, all of that, maybe you can try to see, you know, how much you're you're spending on that and how much maybe you can limit it as much, you know, um, taking a walk, um, being able to call a friend. I have a couple of friends that I call my touchstones, you know, when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm feeling angry, when I'm feeling sad. Uh, those are the people that I, you know, have on my speed dial, if you will, and they're my touchstones because they bring me back to the present and just say, okay, take a deep breath. You know, this, this is what we're going to do right, right here and now. You know, don't worry about the past. Don't worry about the future. Let's focus on now what we can do right here and there and then another thing I try to do is I uh, pray I meditate um, drinking a glass of water taking a deep breath and actually stretching those are also tools that I employ because if you're in an anxious state you know you got your fight or flight um, response going when you take a deep breath, when you drink water, when you stretch, that actually closes or breaks the loop of that fight or flight response and it kind of short circuits it and it enables you to kind of just cut that uh, feeling or emotion that you you have at that second and to kind of help you take a breather, if you will. So those are things that, you know, I've, I've used myself and have deemed to be effective for me. Um, I think during this time, it's good to know what things set you off and uh, what things you can do better. Um, that's the thing. Wasted times of being present, they become 
tormented past, you know, you worry about the future, you worry about the past, and you're not really in the present, you're, you're affecting either way, even worse, if you will. So you can't change the past, you can't control the future. Now is pretty much all you have. Make it count. You want to be here and you want to be here now. Sounds good? Okay. You know, guys, I've been thinking about it. At some point, I'm actually going to start incorporating um, guests on my show. I've been, you know, uh, connecting with some people and I've been listening to their stories. And I'm like, you know, this in my mind, I'm thinking, um, wow, this would be really great to share with, with other people or my listeners out there. So I'm looking forward to, in the future, incorporating some of my guests onto the show that can help kind of shed some light or shed some wisdom on uh, their experiences and hopefully kind of help you guys out through your experiences. Okay, that's it for now. Thanks for joining JoJo's Journey. It's been wonderful having you. Thank you all for your loyalty and listening. I appreciate every period, single period, one of you. And you are wonderful. Uh, Keep being the best version of yourself. And until we meet again, this is Jojo from Jojo's Journey. Have a good one. Just